0: Hallelujah. Say, get ready, get ready, get ready. And I, I think this will be quick. I think you'll leave shouting. I just know that I have to get this in you. Have to get this in you. Turn with me, if you would, you know, last week, turn me to uh, 1 Kings chapter 18. I'm going to just read four verses there, beginning in verse 41. But before I do, remember last week the scripture I gave you out of James. I talked to you about expect. The biblical definition for expect is from two words, expecto and X, which the X part is, is that. So it's X and then specto, X. It means to look, that is to reach forward, to fix the eyes. Somebody say I'm looking, I'm re- reaching, and I'm seeing. Say I'm looking, I'm reaching, I see. I'm looking, I'm reaching, I'm seeing, okay. So as we look at it, you could be looking, I'll go there, I'll preach that. But I do wanna give you this other verse in James. James one, one of my hallmark scriptures in my life, 17 and 18 says what? Every good, what? Not just most good, some good. Somebody say every. What does every mean? All doesn't it, every. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, talking about the universe, the heavens, the stars, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through what? The word of truth. That we might be a kind of first fruit of all he created. God created us to operate in a co-mission with him and he wants to live and operate through you and through me and anyone else that will accept And to do that, we gotta be healthy, we gotta be financially strong, mentally healthy, help you in our relationships, and we're always working on stuff, we're human, but I'm just telling you, if you'll start setting that goal out, you'll start seeing a transition in your life concerning what God said about you. So we've been talking about supernatural expectation. What is that? You can't have supernatural expectation without trusting in God's rhema word or God's promised word over your life, which is throughout the Bible. And when we begin to understand that, that's where our expectation comes from. Now, as I talk to you about supernatural expectation today, I'm not going to go back and rehearse all that. I'm just going to say three things. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm just telling you, you're walking into a new dimension in your life. Get ready, get ready, get ready. You're walking into a new realm in your life, spiritually, physically, financially, and emotionally. This is your season. It comes through first the rhema, the promise of God from his word, the logos, the sum total of the person of God, purpose of God, right? His attributes, which is Jesus. In the beginning, John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. On down in that chapter, it says he became flesh and dwelt among us, right? And he's the son of God. We come to Elijah, and I'm just going to read these five verses or so to you, four or five. <clears throat> and we come to Elijah in a place in his life where what? He announced that there would be a drought for three years or three and a half years because Jezebel and King Ahab were, had these false gods, all these false prophets, destroying the lands and the people of God. Then they started killing God's prophets. And as they started to do that, God told Elijah, you prophesy and shut up the heavens, that it shall not rain for three years, and it shall not rain till you give the word. And he did, and it didn't. And you could go through the widow of Zarephath and all those cool stories. That was all during the drought of three to three and a half years. Now, finally, God says, I'm ready for you to call Ahab to the mountain with his false, god, his false witches he's got over there from Baal, his priests they call. Them. And he said, take them to Mount Carmel, and there I'm going to show up. So what did he do? He got a word from God. He said, when you pronounce rain, I'm I'm gonna release the heavens like a deluge or a flood. So what happened? I'm just kind of conversing and putting it all. You can go through the chapters. But what happened? Elijah got a rhema word from God. What is a rhema word? It's the promised word of God to you, say to me. So we get the promised word from God from Scripture, but we also get the promised word from God through the spirit of God as he speaks through our own heart, revelation, and others that are anointed of God. They always have to still line up with the word, right? And he got this of word. He heard something no one else on the earth heard the first time, prophesying, I'll shut the heavens up. Now God had not spoke to him much other than say, go to the brook Cherith where he had the ravens feed him, go to Zarephath, the widow feed him, and so on. So I won't get into all that. So uh, I don't know how often he heard. See, the Holy Spirit was not in anyone in the Old Testament other than when God or Jesus showed up, right? Holy Spirit only came on God's prophets, God's kings, and God's priests. And it might happen one time in her life or a dozen or whatever. But here it was happening pretty regularly with him, but it might have been a year in between. We don't know how long each time that he was waiting for the word of the Lord. But he heard God. And his voice that no one else heard. Or so he thought. God told him later, I have all these prophets in this other cave. You think you're the only one. I got, what, 5,000? I forget the number. Something crazy. So he heard the promise, the rhema, word of God. And he saw in the spirit what God was going to do. And God told him how to do it. So what they do? They caught all those false prophets with, Baal, with, uh, with uh, Ahab, the king, and all his people. And remember, they built, he said, let's build an altar and see who can bring fire from heaven and that God will be our God. So he did it, right? And, and they built this big altar and all that. And these false priests cut themselves, chanted, bled, sacrificed. They did everything they could do and nothing happened. He said, are you finished? And he just sat down. So I'll wait on you. You want to cut yourself more? What do you want, Just do whatever you do. Why? He had the word, the rhema of God in his back pocket. See, when you got, like, like, when God gives me a word, I'm just silly enough to do it. I, I, I'm just crazy enough to do it. I'm like you. Occasionally, I might hesitate a little bit, but rarely. It's probably why he uses me. So, he had God's revelation, his rhema promise in his pocket, right? So, then he's like, you done yet, guys? You done over 100 false prophets? Okay. He said, well, I'm getting ready to do this, but... Before we do it, won't y'all go out there and get some barrels of water down there and bring it up and pour it on it? They're like what? So he said, I, you know, my God is so great. Pour that water all over it. And he started making fun of the, the devil. You know, sometimes you just need to make fun of the devil. Don't be afraid of him. He's under your feet when you have revelation of it. So he did. And what he do? He spoke. He prayed. And fire <clears throat> came from heaven instantly and burned. The sacrifice so the nation knew who God was. Then what did he do? He cut off the head of the devil, the influence of the devil. He took him down by the water. What did he do? He himself had him there and he took the head off of every false priest. I don't know, it was a hundred or more. I forget how many. Yeah. Took the heads off. You know, that'd be scary there, but I guess once Ahab saw fire come from heaven, he had to go home later to get his courage again because he wasn't going to mess with the man after that, right? But Jezebel didn't like killing her priests. So now it brings us here. Now he's getting ready to do the next thing. He's getting ready to release rain. Been shut up in the heavens for over three years. And it says in 1 Kings 18, beginning in verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat, drink, for there is a sound. Everybody say a sound of abundance of rain. I bet Ahab's thinking, this crazy prophet, what in the world? We haven't had rain for over three years. Widows are dying. People are dying. You know, our animals are dying. And he said, there's a sound. You see, he couldn't hear it, but Elijah could. He couldn't see it, but Elijah could because Elijah had operated with God enough to trust his Ramah promise. Verse 42. So Ahab went up eat and drink. He's at least going to obey what the crazy guy said. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, then he bowed down on the ground, and he put his face between his knees. Think about that with his cloak, with his mantle, and he he was on the ground on his hands and knees, probably squatted and had his head between his knees. I'm not that flexible right now. Not even going to try it. Hallelujah. And he didn't want to see anything but the reign of promise he got from God. So when they did that, he put his head between his knees, verse 43, and he said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea, Sea of Galilee. So he went up, and he looked, and he said, there is nothing. Preacher, there is nothing. Hmm. And seven times he, Elijah, said, go again. Somebody say, go again. again. When God gives a word and you know it's from God, you go again until you see it manifest. If you don't give up on it, you don't give up on the promise for your family, for your health, for ministry, for lost people, hurt people, you don't give up. Say, go again. Verse 44. Then it came to pass the seventh time That he said, when the guy came back, what did he say? There is a cloud as small as a man's hand. So there was one cloud drifting off the sea coming up toward Mount Carmel. Now, when you had a tough word that God said give or something that could be just a crazy miracle happen, you're looking for anything. A fly goes by with some anointing on it. You're going to grab it because you're like, I'm already out there now, right? But Elijah was so confident, right? You would say, well, of course he'd be confident. He shut the heavens up. No, he didn't. He just spoke. He allowed God to speak through him. That's all he did. Yeah, but he he, he brought fire from heaven. No, he didn't. God brought the fire. He just needed a contact person crazy enough to believe that God could do. Rising out of the sea, right? So he said, Go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot, go down before the rain stops you. What? I mean, preacher, it's crazy enough. We're, we're getting by pretty good. Maybe he sees that cloud and gets tired and rides back to the palace because this dude's gonna get ticked to kill us for us so Go tell him because I saw something the size of a man's hand coming up off the water. That could be humidity, it's coming up and coming. Okay, I'll do it. Might be dying for my, my, my Lord today. Prepare your chariot, go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime. See, we lose our faith so often when? In the meantime. In the average time. In the middle. In in the time when you get something and God gives it and the word is confirmed by two or three witnesses and you know, you know, and you start to plan, you start, stuff happens in the meantime and then you get wishy-washy and before long you can back off the promise of God. But not Elijah. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds. Now everybody had faith. Yeah, I knew it was going to rain. Praise God. And the wind. See, anybody could see that. The manifestation of God's rhema promise did not come because of what people saw. Even though they loved God. It came because of a revelation that was heard and seen by God's person who had the faith to speak it out. Remember I told you how I see, some people operate with miracles or prophetic things and they'll just have like a movie screen and it's rare, there's some that do that and they say, me it's different. I hear it in the spirit and then I see it and it's like, it's not painted or drawn out but I kind of see it And then I start seeing colors or I start seeing vehicles or people or names or whatever or bones coming together or hearts being restored, whatever it is, and I'll see it. But I don't see it with my seeing. I see it with my hearing. Because faith comes what? By hearing and hearing the Word of God. What's it mean? Faith comes by hearing in the natural but and reading it, hearing it, and then hearing is the revealed voice of God speaking to you. And the more you do these things, you'll be operating in great signs and wonders. You don't have to be in a five-fold ministry gift to do that. Hallelujah. God wants you to do miracles. And it happened in the meantime, the sky became black with clouds and wind, and everybody had faith in. and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab went, rode away and went to Jezreel, where his palace was, right? So what was it? the sound of the abundance of rain. I want to ask you over your circumstances and your situations and what you're believing for and have been believing for, what you're fearful of happening, what do you hear? Do you hear the bureau collector? Do you hear, I don't want to be married to you anymore? Do you hear uh, maybe the the news telling you it's going to get worse and worse? Do you hear that, you know, uh, I'm tired of this situation? You're fired. What are you hearing? Because that's what you're seeing. And what you're seeing is what you're saying. You have just as much faith in reverse as you do in the positive. You speak wary. I just don't know why weary and fear, and I start speaking things that I know better, and you have to repent, right? You know why? Because it operates out of your mouth. You speak life and death. You speak prosperity or poverty. You speak healing or death. You speak gifts operating in signs and wonders, or lack of faith and nothing getting done for God. It's up to you. Say it's up to me. But he heard that sound. You see, Elijah had a different expectation—not a natural, but what a supernatural expectation. Elijah was expecting rain because God told him it was going to. Well, if God just told me it's going to rain, I'd tell everybody, "Oh yeah." I bet God's told you a lot of things and you haven't even said a peep about it. Come on, I'm a pastor. I'm around the sheep. I know the sheep. I know there's times in my life I didn't operate and have to repent later and pray that God would come back and restore a word he gave me because I didn't act on it. Some he did, some he didn't. But it had nothing to do with him. So what are you hearing? What are you seeing? So Elijah, what did he choose to do? He went beyond what he physically saw to what was spiritually promised through the Father. And when God came on him, it didn't say that he met God in the forest. It didn't say that there was a voice from heaven. It just said God told him. I don't know. Sometimes he tells you how God tells him. But he didn't hear. God told him. And he got a rhema promise from God. And it In got him so excited with what? Supernatural expectation, not next natural expectation. So, what I want you to realize is Elijah, when he had his head between his legs, he was so focused on the word God gave him he only could see the rain. He couldn't see no clouds. And he knew if he held his head up, he might get in unbelief. When God gives you a word and you've already stepped out and sown a seed or prayed a prayer or done something, start celebrating. Don't go back and look it over and think about it again and again. No, God said it. I did it. And if I missed it, so what? I missed trying to please God. Okay? How bad is that? But you're not missing it. You know what, we say, well, you know, that young lady, you know, she was, you know, uh, on crack and doing all that stuff that you do and all that. Comes up the altar last week and gets saved. My God, she comes back next week and testifies, hey, I got a job. Comes back the next week and testifies, oh my goodness, I got a new car given to me. Comes back the next week and testifies, oh my God, this man the dream of my life. I dreamed with a little girl and he's asked me to marry him. And this other lady said, God, I've served you 40 years. My car's breaking down. My man, I've had two men leave me. And, and you know, and, and I, I'm on welfare or I'm on social security. I'm, I can't even make a living now. And pay for my medication. The difference is what they heard and what they saw. But what, don't you often see when a new believer gets saved, crazy things happens for him? It's not supposed to go backwards, people. We're supposed to build on that. As a young believer, we don't know any better than if he saved me, I guess he could heal me. If he saved me and healed me, I guess he can fill me. If he filled me, I guess he can supply my needs. And I guess I can trust him. I mean I get ready, get ready, get ready. A fresh wind is going to blow on you here in a moment. I'm just telling you, get ready, get ready, get ready. The anointing's going to be on you all weekend. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Expectation is coming. I'm speaking it over you. Expectation that stirs you. Expectation that challenges you. Expectation that empowers you. Expectation that expands your borders. Expectation that grows your heart in revelation. Expectation that increases your borders in your living, in your family, in your life. I'm telling you the anointing of rhema expectation is being stirred on you for things that you already gave. Oh, I'm 50, I'm 60. Shut up. Live to 120. Forget 60. Well, if I'm going to live like this, yeah, you're ready to go home now. You're tired. Because you don't have any expectation. When someone's pregnant, you better believe they're expecting to get rid of that thing. I love this baby, but come out. There's an expectation in the beginning, right, Ashley? But then after a while, enough is enough. It's time, son, come forth. They had the faith of Lazarus when they started praying, man. Come forth! Well, you're not the one carrying the expectation. You're not the one. When you're the one pregnant with supernatural expectation, supernatural expectation, Promises from God, supernatural Rama from God. When you're pregnant with that, everybody's like, What's wrong with them? They're always happy. What's wrong with them? Man, this is happening. Now. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Jesus said, I come to give the thirsty a drink. I come to fill the empty and the hungry. I come to feed the hungry. He's looking for the people to feed Revelation to, to feed his spirit to, to feed his faith to, to feed his anointing to, to break every yoke in your life. Can anybody say amen? We're getting ready to pray, Gertrude. I know it's 1203. Go to Bob Evans. It looks like they need your business. God bless them. They're always empty down there. You can get in there anytime. God, we need to pray for them. I don't want any. I pray for these businesses. I don't want any of them to go under. Hallelujah. Not around this church, praise God. Hmm. What was his expectation? He had a rhema word from God. What was his? Go again. Go again. Go again. Well, you know, I sowed that seed. I don't see it increase. Don't curse your seed. Just go again. Go go again and thank God for it. Go again and praise God for it. Because the number of seven is wholeness. It's completeness. It's perfection. It's, You know what's after that? The number eight, resurrection and new beginnings. Come on. you got to get to the wholeness and the perfection so you can get to the resurrection and the new beginnings. New beginnings represents Rama expectation coming alive or being birthed. You've got so many dreams in you, you could already won Lexington if we just obey God. Come on now. God's not going to draw you to a crazy church like this unless you've got a little crazy in you. I'm not talking about crazy like crazy people. I'm talking about crazy faith. People that's crazy enough to believe God. People that's crazy enough to trust God. People that's crazy enough to obey God. Yes, sir, I shall. Yes, sir, I will. Yes, sir, I can. Well, preacher, you don't know what I've done and how I've just hurt the kingdom and I've been divorced and I've been broke and I've been... Shut up! And I'm not talking to your spirit either. Talk to your goofy mind. You don't have a right to tell God how he displays his grace. Who are you? Were you on the cross with Jesus? Jesus? Were you in the tomb and resurrected with Jesus? How do you have a right to pick good sin and bad sin? I mean, he brought the son of God through the seed of David, who was an adulterer, a murderer, and a liar. Have you committed adultery, murdered, and lied a lot? I mean, if not, you've still got good opportunities in this world. you know why? Because what it says in Acts and what it said about him, it said because he's a man after my own heart. You know, Saul never murdered nobody. He did get into witchcraft there at the end. But but David, God knows all things. He knew David someday would get in that mess, but he knew his heart good enough that he was crazy enough to trust that God would love him enough to forgive him and restore him, and that's what I want you to do. Any dream you've let die, just love God and let him love you. Any, any, any vision he gave you and you let it die, just trust God. Any Go again. Ha. Go again to that dream. Go again to that journal. Go again to that word. Go. Yeah, but I'm older. I was a young man then, and now I don't care. God knew you'd be where you're sitting today in this crazy faith church crazy faith church get ready, get ready, get ready get ready, get ready, get ready I see seeds I see seeds coming forth I see seeds Oh, what's that scripture where it says, as fast as they sowed it, they reaped it. They sowed it, they reaped it. They sold. Come on, you're a reaper for God. You're a reaper of his rhema. You're a reaper of his promise. You're a reaper of souls. You're a reaper of miracles. You're a reaper of business. You're a reaper of financial blessings. You're a reaper of birth and ministries around us. Come on, say, I'm a reaper for God. Why do you think the world gives all this attention to grim reaper, the grim reaper, you know, the tired ghost with the sickle? The devil's a dummy, can't even give a good imitation to insult God. I bet God's laughing like, these people are afraid of that little weak fairy tale. I called them to be reapers, to bring my harvest in, in the end times, to bring souls. Somebody say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. What dream have you put on hold? You know, what, what miracle for your family have you put on hold? What miracle for your relationships? What miracle for your health? What miracle of ministry and opportunity and business and, and loving people and transforming your family and transforming neighborhoods and cities? What, what has it that you've allowed, that, that you just allowed to lose, you've lost expectation? Let me tell you something. We're the ones that let God's word fall to the ground, not God. The Bible says, I am not a liar in the book of Numbers. And it says also in another place that his, he's the same yesterday and today and forever, right? And he said, not one word will drop from my mouth. He said in what in Isaiah 51 or something, not 53, that's the healing, 51 is it? Where he said that I will, every word that I speak that comes out of my mouth, I will perform it. Not one word will be void. Not one word will fall to the ground. If God spoke it, you have a legal license to walk it out. God gave it to you. And, and let me tell you something if you're convicted, condemned, or shamed because you didn't do it, it was God. Let me help you right there. Let me help you. And there may, there may be some things you can't go back. Maybe God wants you to minister to someone and they pass. Maybe God wants you to do something and it, it, it's past time. But you know what? He can be a restorer and make Satan return to you seven times of everything he stole from you. So now just say, God, I'm believing for a seven-time anointing on that same word you gave me. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm believing for a seven-time anointing that it will be seven times greater than you said it would. I humble myself. I repent for letting your word fall to the ground, but never again, God. Never again. Never again. I come back to you again, and I thank you from this day forward. I will thank you, and every time you download a step, I'll do the step. I'll act on it. I'll move on it. I'll believe. I'll stand. I'll speak it. I'll walk it. I'll speak it. I'll walk it. I'll speak it all and I'll do it humbly and I'll do it through love and I'll do it through grace and I'll do it through mercy and hope and provision. Yes, I will, Lord. I am ready. I am ready. I'm ready. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the reign of promise. Say, I'm ready for the reign of promises. God spoke to me. God spoke to me. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to walk in. And to walk out the of promise and promises that God spoke to me. I heard it. I see it. I shall speak it. I shall walk it out. It will come to pass. Just as the Lord said. Stand up and give God a shout real quick. Come on. Stand up and give God a shout.